everybody. How's it going? Thank you so much for tuning in to This Is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Rave. Welcome, you guys. Man, you know what? The shows have been incredible. Amen. Um, and first of all, I just want to thank you guys so much, all you listeners, because of you. Um, we're able to stay, still be on the radio, yeah, you know, so that's pretty cool. It's been a good run. We've been having a blast being able to um, hear, have amazing guests on the show, yeah. but then hear all the stories of you guys that were writing us or subscribing and leaving comments on YouTube of how the stories are impacting you, how your lives are being changed, how you're sending them out to your friends and your family, like, man, you need to watch this, or that was me, or that was my, yeah, yeah. you know, my mom, my dad, and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's really, really touching and blessed to hear yeah. that. And I love just that, you know, I was thinking about our guest today, just the plethora, right? We, we try to reach every person, the seasoned Christian. We sometimes bring on the new Christian. Yeah, uh, sometimes yeah. it's a guy from the hood and sometimes it's a guy from the suburbs, you know, yeah. from the chef to the, to the, to the fashion guy or mm -hmm. whatever. Like mm -hmm. we, I, I love the plethora of our show. I yeah. feel like it's heaven, mm -hmm. you know, like just all these Diverse. different things. Cause I believe that we can really learn from everyone. Uh -huh. And I think that's really important. Let me tell you something cool in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, when I just went there this weekend, the way I got there was because there was a bunch of people that were totally impacted by our uh, our YouTube channel nice. and because they don't hear it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they knew us already. Mm. So it was kind of wild yeah, and, yeah. and kind of cool at the same time because mm -hmm. they were like, oh, man, you know, somebody just turned me on to y'all and <laughs> we watch you all the time. So yeah. it was cool. So big shout out to everybody who watches. Uh, does the live at nine on Tuesdays mm -hmm. and everybody who watches on the YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. It just made me feel like somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so it was cool. We love hearing all the different cities or states that people are listening from. Yeah. So today, so today, um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited because today, you know, I, this guy that's on the show today, it's been years. I feel like the connection, you know, we kind of somewhat <laughs> talked to each other or heard right. about each other and we just kept, you know, and before you know it, we're sitting at a dinner place yeah. and now we kind of officially met and, you know, I think he left some voicemails on, on certain things with the chaplaincy mm. stuff and just, it just wasn't the right timing, you know, and right. so all of this stuff and now he's sitting in our studio. Let me tell you who he is. He's a Steve Austin. When I think of Steve Austin, I think of the Six Million Dollar Man. You know, the bionic dog and the bionic, I don't know if I'm showing my age, but here today we have Pastor Steve Austin. Yes. He served in full-time ministry since uh, 2000. After he uh, was practicing law in Houston for eight years, uh, he has been a pastor and senior director at Lakewood Church in Houston. Since 2003, he's overseen 24 ministries, wow. 40 Christian education classes, and hundreds of volunteers. Come on! Yeah. He launched in 2021 Living Hope Chaplaincy, a nonprofit organization where he trains up teams to go into the hospitals. He does this in Houston and all around cities in Texas. Amen. It's kind of growing. Pastor Steve is also an author of God Heals, Eight Keys to Defeat Sickness and Receive Divine Healing, uh, which is going to be released in 2023. Amen. Uh, man, God Heals is a battle guide for victory for people battling sickness with their families based on Steve's 25 years experience ministering to the sick. He's married for over 27 years. Come on. Come on. Give me a pop, 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 Listen, man, for all the married folks out there, when you hear guys been married for 27 mm -hmm. years, you just know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just know. You're like, you're, keep going. I'm yeah. cheering you from the sidelines. Pastor Steve, how are you doing? Thank you for I being am, here. Welcome. I'm doing so well. If I was doing any better, they'd have to put me in jail. Oh, man. <laughs> so yes. That's so good. That's a good one. I, I'm just going to start here. Yeah. Because when I, you know, when I uh, read the, the title of your book and all that, 
you know, you have all these uh, great things. You know, we'll talk a little bit about the law thing and how you got there. But my first question to you is kind of like, because uh, it was like, hey, are you, uh, did you, ha do you have a healing story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you get healed from something? Because usually a person who writes a book like this right. um, is like, I was healed. Yeah, like, it's a testimony of what happened. This is what happened. But that's not your story. No. That's not your story, yeah. which is super cool yeah. because you're that past. Usually the people that are like, oh, I'm going to write a book. They've gone through something. Yeah, they were healed. Yeah. You're that passionate where you start a ministry, you're in the hospitals, you're doing all the stuff. And, and you don't you, you do have a heal but not from a heal the way people would think yeah. right right you've right. been healed by Jesus right so tell us a little bit about why this book so <clears throat> take you back to the beginning I was an attorney practicing law and um, somebody invited me to a Christian businessman's luncheon mm -hmm. and <laughs> so I went and um, you know I was real cerebral I didn't really I didn't really believe in the supernatural, didn't grow up in churches that taught about healing or supernatural things or anything. It was a lot of religion mm. that I grew up in. And so um, I was still kind of like that and very cerebral. And so I go to this luncheon and the speaker happened to be this evangelist that goes around the world and has healing crusades. Yeah. And he talked about all the miracles that had taken place at his crusades. and. I was kind of like, um, you know, doubting Thomas. I was like, I don't, I don't know, you know, but, but I'm open and I'd like to see it with my own eyes if, if this is true. Yeah. So I went up to him after the luncheon and I said, hey, could I join you on one of your mission trips? Mm. Mm. And he said, sure, come on. You know, I'm, we're going to India, you know, in a, in a month or so. And um, so I went on that trip to India and I went almost like, a doubting Thomas, like, yeah, like I want to see this see with it, my yeah. own eyes. I'm going to go across the world and see if this is true. And so we went, and he um, he pushed me out there. I mean, he didn't let me just spectate. Nice. You know, he had me speaking to ten thousand people at these mm. crusades, and um, you know, we laid hands on the sick, and I saw so many miracles on that trip. Wow! And it just opened my eyes. And and once what'd you my, see? Gosh, I saw. You know, I personally prayed for. This is. I'm just going to yeah, give yeah. you a couple of yeah, examples. Yeah. One yeah. one man had had a stroke, and he was paralyzed on the right side of his body. He couldn't raise his arm or anything. And I laid hands on him and commanded healing. This the, the guy that I went with kind of trained me. He gave mm -hmm. me like a crash course and everything. <laughs> and so um, so I laid 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 hands on him, commanded healing, and the guy like raised his hand and started like wow. praising God. And um, you know we did deliverances too. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, yeah, we see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so I just saw so many supernatural things. I saw people, you know, blind eyes healed. You know, just like you read about in the Bible, yeah. Yeah. deaf people healed. Hmm. And, um, you know, this was not theatrics or anything like that. I mean, I saw it. There were doctors there that confirmed it. And for me, it just sort of like shattered my little box that I had put God in. Wow. You know, my religious paradigm yeah. that I'd lived under. and. You know, once my eyes were opened to, wow, man, God is really, you know, supernatural. He can do anything. Once my eyes were opened to that, I, the, the genie was out of the bottle. I could never go back. Yeah. It, it ruined wow. me for, for religion <laughs> yeah. and, and just sort of like, um, 
you know, it, it ruined me for the ordinary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's, that's really awesome. good. It what do you think? It opened up the extraordinary, you know, because yeah. a lot of times, um, I think it's it's awesome whenever we get to visit other countries yeah. or things like that because it, it's true. I feel like sometimes what people say the Americanized Jesus, yeah, you know, is right. in a box. Right. You know, and so anytime that you get to experience something extraordinary, miraculous, a healing or something out of the norm, you know, I feel like it takes us out of that it take it allows us to take God out of that mm -hmm. box, you know, and believe for greater things than what we're used to and actually live out like he said the things that happen in the bible now and in, in today's time wow yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love that stuff so law huh yes and uh so what's this book going to be a little bit about and tell us a little bit of why what happened how did you go you know here you go lawyer right so that trip that i told you about to india you know that that kind of like I, you know, just changed my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then later that same year, I went to Israel for the first time uh, with a buddy of mine. And, um, you know, again, just more supernatural stuff happened on that trip. And God was, you know, God just dropped a calling on me, mm -hmm. you know, for ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't, I'm not equating myself to this person, but it was kind of, it's kind of like, you know, when David was in the shepherd field, and Samuel shows up at his house and says, you're going to be the next king. Yeah. I'm anointing you the next king. I mean, you know, David didn't have that in his mind. He didn't have that as a, um, a goal. Yeah. He never imagined he would be king. Facts. But God just showed up and, and tapped on his shoulder and said, you know. This is what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, my and, life. And, I and feel that's, like the same thing. And I'm sure, you know, as a pastor, you relate to that. I mean, that's how a calling is. Totally. You know, yeah. God just taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, this is what this is what I want you to do, and you can run from it if you want to, yeah. but you're not going to get away from it. No, you're not. It's going to chase you down. Right, and yeah. so that's that's how um, that's that's what led me from law into ministry. I just, you know, a, God dropped a calling on me, and you know, um, I prayed about it with my wife for six months. We prayed it through, and because that's a big decision, that, no. you know, that's that's yeah. a that's a um, a radical career yeah. change, and. We both um, were in agreement that this is what God was calling me to do. And so I just stepped out in faith, didn't have a job, didn't have a seminary degree. Mm. Nobody had ever been in ministry in my family. Wow. It was, it was, it, yeah. <laughs> Your family's thinking you're nuts, right? Everybody, Come on, be real. Everybody you thought are. I was nuts. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but it wasn't the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, what do you mean you're not going to yeah. practice law? Yeah. You didn't went through all this law stuff. Right. What did your wife first say? Yeah. You know... I have the best wife for me. Right now, we're about to. I, I know you have the best wife for you and everything, but I'll yes, just say sir. I have the best wife yes, for me, and she's yes. amazing, and she's always been so supportive. And you know, to be honest with you, she she really didn't freak out or anything. She just she was just like, okay, let's let's just pray about it, you know. And yeah. she was feeling it too, and uh, so it, it wasn't like out of left field. Yeah. I mean, we were both kind of moving in. in that were you at Lake? Did you wind up in Lakewood after that? Um, after that, yeah, after that. Wow. yeah. But but at that time, I was going to a Baptist church. And, okay. You know, um, and and like I said, they didn't uh, great church. Yeah. You know, great great church and and great teaching the word of God and everything. But they didn't teach anything about healing or the mm -hmm. supernatural or anything like that. And so yeah. that it's was funny. 
that you're saying that yeah. because maybe you could break some shatter some of the chatter boxes and people because right you go to Lakewood yeah so it's yeah. funny because yeah. you're like I got out of Baptist Church and I ended up going to Lakewood yeah and everybody's like so like yeah, yeah, yeah for the supernatural right? right and everybody's usually like ah, ah, yeah ah. yeah but I've, I mean, because I know uh, some of the people, you know, they go to like, well, like yeah. yourself and yeah. like the prayer team talks in tongues. Like there's yeah. there's a little more depth than what people see sure. the, the, that notice the sure. eye. Right. Yeah. So explain that a little bit. Right. Because yeah. you're like, I went to Lakewood, but I'm really into healing. And right. people would see and say, well, Pastor Joel is yeah. not into any of that. Stuff. Right. right. What would you say? Well, you know, Pastor Joel's calling is, you know, I, I kind of look at him as an end times harvest pastor yeah, yeah you know his his calling is to cast a wide right. net mm -hmm. and to make um the gospel palatable to the to a yeah. large cross-section of people yeah. and everything so you know we we actually used to pray in tongues and things like that back in the at the old lakewood with john yeah pastor and even john. even under joel for a little bit yeah mm -hmm. but you know joel kind of put the kibosh on that you know not because he doesn't believe in it yeah mm -hmm. you know he yeah he, Joel prays in tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. he's said that um, before he preaches and things and every day. But uh, but you know, a lot of people don't understand that that you know new, the call, his new, calling, his his you know <laughs> yeah. his demographic. I mean, you know, people that that are not from the church mm -hmm. world, um, you know, it can freak people out and they sure. don't understand it. So. You know, Joel was kind of like, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make the church welcoming and palatable to everyone. Yeah. But once they get in. But the, but yeah, but that <laughs> you know, look, the supernatural is part of Lakewood's roots. Yeah. It it was born out of the supernatural. I yeah. Because everybody always goes, we love it when Pastor John, you know. Yeah. But there's yeah. two different callings, and it doesn't mean that behind right. the scenes there's not a lot of this stuff. Right. Because you you do a lot of things in Lakewood that kind right. of go with healing absolutely and all that, yeah right? absolutely and and you know um joel's mom was healed of metastatic liver cancer mm -hmm. wow they they um 40 years ago the the doctors <laughs> gave her a few weeks to live wow and they said even if you take chemo and do the radiation do all this stuff you may or may not live longer yeah you know it may not ex it may not even extend your life mm -hmm. and they gave her a few weeks to live and that was 40 years ago, and she got miraculously healed of cancer. So, wow. you know, um, the supernatural is something we believe in. The Bible teaches over and over, yeah. and we celebrate yeah. Lakewood. Give me a awesome. give us a little bit about the book. Okay, so I've, I, like like you said in your intro, I've been ministering ever since that trip to India. That was 25 years ago. I've been ministering to the sick. Wow. And and I've just noticed that, you know, so many Christians, when when they get a diagnosis of cancer or whatever, they get kind of thrown into this spin cycle of mm. doctor's visits and tests and, you know, endless uh, testing and, right. and hospital stays and all these things. And it kind of like turns their world upside down. Yeah. And and even the strongest Christians can lose their spiritual footing. You know, everything becomes about what the doctor said. And, and yeah. not that we don't celebrate doctors. Sure, sure, sure. Totally I, I'm not against doctors. I want people to understand that. God uses right, doctors right. in medicine. But people get so caught up in all of that. And um, and you, you made a mention earlier about, you know, our Western culture. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of our Western culture. We're, we're very informational we're very cerebral right. we we want to understand everything mm -hmm. we kind of like deify doctors 
And I, and I saw that over the years, and I saw that Christian, so many Christians, like 98, 99% of Christians just don't know what to do spiritually when they are walking through a, a battle in their health. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So what do you tell them? Well, hold on that thought right there. We're going to find out what do we say to someone that is going through that. We'll be right back in a commercial break. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we are just enjoying our, our show this this morning or this evening um, with <laughs> <laughs> wherever you're listening, right? <laughs> with Pastor Steve Austin. And so um, you left us with a question. Yeah. The, well, I mean, you were talking about how people get in all that. What do you say to that person? Well, the first thing I say in the first chapter in the book is called God is a healer. Mm-hmm. And you, the first thing is you have to know and believe that God is a healer, that God is your healer. God is supernatural. God can do things that doctors and medicine can't do. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, because if you don't know that God is a healer and you don't believe that, then how can you receive that from God? Yeah. You know, um, and, and so many churches, there are churches out there that actually teach that God puts sickness on people yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to teach them a lesson or, or whatever. And um, there are other churches out there that teach that God doesn't heal today, that that went away with Jesus. Yeah, the apostles and all that. And his disciples and everything. And, you know, all of that is not true. God is a healer. Um, in Exodus fifteen twenty six, way back the second chapter in, in the Bible, he called himself Jehovah Rapha. He said, I am the God who heals you. He connected his very identity and his name with healing. Yeah. And of course Jesus was was the the uh you know, the physical representation of God. Yeah. He was the you know, he came to show us who God is. And healing was a critical part of his ministry. It was one of the main things he did was go around healing people. And so healing is, is part of who God is. It's part of his nature. He, did, he never stopped healing. Yeah. He never stopped doing miracles. That's part of who he is. So that's number one is you have to believe that. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's, that's an a intricate part of even your Christianity, you know, because we're talking about from healing from like sickness just from the place that we think like uh, arms or yeah. legs or eyes but he, you also get healed in your soul yes and i feel like it's that's a very vital part of restoration right yes. it's the you know when they say oh you're sick and sometimes we just think sick the right. way we think sick but sick uh uh in some context in the bible is is in the mind yes uh, on your sickness you're like yes. you, you think sickly yeah, you know and absolutely. so it's a healthy way of thinking which right. i think is important to know too you know because yeah. we just look at the leg part but it's like no right it's also your being yeah. your very being sozo right like right. nothing missing nothing broken wholeness right because we're sick without yes him. <laughs> yes and yes. so i think that's important too what were you can say absolutely and so um you started your ministry right and everyone looks at you crazy <laughs> right um but then you what's the first step you start because i now you've been in you're in hospitals mm-hmm. in in houston but now going all over texas and so what did that look like because now you're you're someone who believes the supernatural you're like okay this is what we're doing we're devoting our life to it we're leaving my vocation of being a lawyer <clears throat> And so some people, especially in a hospital, are really open to receiving that. And then there's always the people who are like, no. Right. You know, so what did that look like at the beginning of your ministry? 
it, it was it was absolutely a faith walk. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't have a job in ministry. Mm-hmm. No one in my family had ever served in ministry. Yeah. I hadn't gone to seminary, mm-hmm. so I didn't have any tra- you know yeah, yeah. formal training in ministry. And but God just put that calling on my life, and you know, like the disciples, none of them went to seminary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, formal seminary. They. They went to seminary with Jesus, Jesus. but they didn't go to a school. Well, they got it straight from heaven. Exactly. (laughs) They went to the best seminary. Yeah, yeah, basically. But but anyway, you know, it was just a faith walk, Stephanie. I I just had to step out in faith and trust God every single day. It wasn't easy because I I had a a steep learning curve Mm. going from law to ministry. You know, even how I talk to people, you know, because I was I was used to kind of Tell being us about a, it. Yeah. You know, I was I was kind of a bulldog as an attorney. Yeah. Well, you're, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you have to be uh, you have to be pretty tough. And, um, you know, attorneys just talk to each other that way. And yeah. uh, that's just kind of the culture. And when I went into <laughs> ministry, you know, I, I quickly had to learn, you know, even even at church, you know, in meetings and things. And I was really prideful too, Pastor Juan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was very prideful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God had to like break me down. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, I, I I thought I was just it, you know, yeah. and wow. everything back then. Well, yeah, you're a lawyer. Yeah, like, you know, I'm a lawyer. And, and um, you know, God had to break me down, and God had to, you know. Um, teach me humility mm-hmm. um, in many cases the hard way <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's <laughs> but yes yeah, St- Stephanie it was definitely an evolution I mean um, you know from from where I was then to where I am now mm-hmm. you know God has had to refine a lot of smooth edges yeah. and you know he had to teach me how to how to speak to people how to minister to people you know even how to show love to people um, that are that are uh, you know uh, challenging yeah um, that kind of thing. It's yeah. Good word. So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a really yeah. good word. As a challenging person, I'm dealing yeah, with you right know, now. You, you, ha- know? you have to, you have to love the unlovable. Exactly. People that are un- unlovable, they're not unlovable to God, yeah. but they feel unlovable to you in your flesh. Yeah. People yeah. that are challenging, people that are not like you. Yeah. People that you know have all kinds of hangups and things. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn if you're going to represent Jesus in ministry. You have to learn how to love everybody. That's so good. Because everybody is a child of God. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We turn, you know, we tend to, you know, we have that flesh. You know, we yeah. tend to like, oh, oh yeah. you know. But you're right because, yeah. um, you know, how God sees us. In our imperfections yeah. is really how if you really have a relationship, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you're going to be like that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And um, you probably have like some good insight just on the kingdom, on how it works from a law. That's you know, where we I say, was going to. You know, is our mediator. Right. Right? right. Do you? Yeah. 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 Share it. I mean, you know, God, God is a God of, of law. I yep. mean, and but he's also God of grace. Yeah. Too. Um, and you know, thank God we're not under the law anymore in terms of our salvation. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to perform. Um, we're we're under grace, but but God is uh, a God of law. In fact, you know, the the Bible describes a courtroom in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Explain. You know, um, like like in the book of Job, you know, Satan went before God, and he testified against Job. Yeah. <laughs> God God said, "Have you considered my mm-hmm. servant Job? How blameless he is, and everything." And and you know, here the devil is appearing before God in the courtroom of heaven as the judge of the universe, and he says, 
yes, God, but if if you if 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 you take away all the stuff you've given him, you've yeah. put a hedge of protection around him and his family and his stuff, and you've basically prevented me from attacking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you take all that away, he'll curse you to your face. And God said, okay, uh, you can test him. You can, you can do anything to him except take his life. And so, you know, that whole thing was a courtroom scene. And also in the New Testament, it talks about Jesus being our advocate in heaven, yeah. who ever lives to make intercession for us at the right hand of the Father. So, you know, we have, you know, if you, if you, if you uh, trace it out through the Bible, there is a courtroom in heaven. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the devil is the prosecutor. Yeah. Jesus is our advocate, our defender. And his blood is on the mercy seat. Come on. You know, and it, and it, uh, you know, but as far as us, you know, when we pray, we should go to God in, with that in mind and take his word to him because his word is his contract or his covenant with us. It's his will, right? Yeah. yeah, And he's, he's not bound to anything else, but his word, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not bound to our words. He's not bound to anything else but what he said in his word. Yeah. And so I always encourage people when you pray, don't pray the problem. Pray God's word. Pray Mm -hmm. the solution. Mm -hmm. Pray his will. Take his word before him. It even said in his word, put me in remembrance. Yeah. It's not because he has a bad memory, yeah. but he wants us to take his word to him and say, God, you said, you know, you, you mentioned uh, John Osteen earlier, our founding yeah. pastor. He used to walk around with his Bible open and like point to it and say, God, you said right here, yeah, you said that, you know, that my children would, would serve you, yeah. my, my descendants would be, right. you know. Uh, mighty on the earth and blessed or whatever you know he would remind god of what he said yeah and that's the only thing that doesn't return void right exactly exactly god the bible says god watches over his word to perform it Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know as much as we can remind him of his word as much as we can declare it over our lives it's so good um, it's 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 going to have power you know hebrews uh, chapter chapter six says it that, that um, the word of God is living and active and mm, sharper, sharper than any two-edged yes. sword. It is living. You know, when we put it out in the atmosphere, it is alive. It is powerful. It, Come on. It goes to work, and God watches over it to perform it, yeah. and it will not return unto him void. Wow. I think it's so good that you said that, that we have to um, know who he is and believe yeah. him. Right. You know, because I think then in the natural, right, let's say you're in a courtroom and the judge declares that you're free, you're no longer incarcerated. And then as the, you know, or what, what is it, the witness or the, mm-hmm. the person that's, that's being accused says, no, I don't believe him. I'm just going to sit here in this jail. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would be crazy. Right. That would be ludicrous. But, it, just, it, it, life but that's is what we like do. That. But yeah. that's what we do. We're like, People I don't really take his not word. Not because he said you're free. He said you're free. We were right. like, I'm not. But right. I'm just gonna sit in this jail cell, yeah. and the judge is like, No, right. like you don't, you don't need to do exactly. that. I've already declared you free, and right, man. So many yeah. and, and you're right, Pastor Juan. So many Christians live like that, and I yeah. talk, I talk about that in my book as well because, you know, I've ministered to so many Christians that have told me, I just don't feel worthy to receive mm-hmm. healing from God because of what I've done. Yeah, I know you have a prison ministry. There's probably a lot of your listeners in prison who 
you know, maybe maybe a lot of them don't feel worthy because yeah. of what they've done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say to anybody who feels like that, it's not about what you've done. It's Come about on. what he did Amen. on that cross. Nice. His blood, when you say I'm not worthy and you say, you know, yeah, I, I believe Jesus, you know, um, his, his blood covers other people's sins, but not mine. Mine are too bad. Yeah. What, what you're really saying is Jesus's blood mm -hmm. isn't, good isn't good enough for yeah. mine. For yeah. my sins, and it's, and it hurts God. Sure, you recrucify Him. Yeah. You kind of almost recrucify yeah. Him. Yeah. You know, because He crucified so you can live on that side, the other right. side of the cross. Exactly. But we recrucify Him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I would just say to anybody listening, you are worthy. That's good. Not in your own flesh, but you're worthy because Jesus made you worthy. Yeah. His blood washes away all your sins, and and in the and the Bible says that you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So good. That your life is hidden in Christ. And when God looks at you, he sees a blameless person. Holy and acceptable. Holy and acceptable. Yeah. He sees you through the lens of Jesus' blood. That's so good. Come on, somebody. Hey, yeah. come that's, on. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is. That's a pa pa pa. Hey, you know what? Um, we're going to start with yeah. what? So um, we're going to start off with a couple segments. Um, we'll kick it off with Dear Younger Me, right? Because you shared a little bit about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yo, I was prideful. And, you know, God had to humble me. Um, so one of our segments is called Dear Younger Me. So mm -hmm. we think of Back to the Future. You know, we put you in the DeLorean. Take us back to a younger version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It could be lawyer Steve. It could mm -hmm. be first could ministry be Steve. It could yeah. be 10-year-old right. Steve, you know? Right. And what would you tell him? What, uh, um, what was he like? And what piece of advice would you give him? Yes. But we'll do that right we'll be right back we're gonna do a commercial break and then we're gonna be right back and you're gonna hear wisdom 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 here we are welcome back you guys man we just kicked off um our first segment with dear Steve me. austin with dear younger me so take us back what how old were you what were you like and what piece of yeah. advice would you tell yourself which steve would you talk to yeah <laughs> yeah so i um I, I grew up in the church but it was it was very religious yeah and um a lot of liturgy and things like that and just repeating things yeah, yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, I, and I never had a personal relationship with Christ. Mm. That's good. And so when I went off to college, it was easy for me to get away from the Lord because I, I really didn't have a daily walk with him. Mm. Didn't even know what that looked like. It was, it was shallow, no depth. Shallow was just religion. I was yeah. practicing religion. And, um, and, you know, so I, I got away from God in college and law school, you know, um, did the drinking, the mm -hmm. partying, all that kind of stuff. What? Oh, That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you no, see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. People, people wouldn't think that about me today because God has changed me so yeah. much, so yeah, yeah. you know. But, um, but, yeah, I was a partier, a drinker, you know, yeah. all, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, cussed every other word. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So where would you land? Where would you land in the DeLorean? What age? Which Steve would you talk to? How old were you? Man, I would I would get a hold of myself pretty early. <laughs> about when? Probably about maybe about um, I don't know, 13, 14, okay. something like that. What and would just, you tell 14 I, year old? I, I would just say, you know, hey Steve, it's not about Jesus didn't come to this earth to establish another religion. Mm. Yeah. It's about a relationship with him. Yeah. You know, and develop your daily relationship with the Lord mm. and let him be the Lord of your life. I was like I said earlier, I was so prideful and and that came from kind of like, you know, the way I was reared. I went to this private um, Christian school that kind of, you know, they kind of like instilled in us, you know, you're smarter. You're yeah, kind of like yeah. an elitist attitude. Yeah. 
and and I I, I was kind of raised with that, and and I had so much pride and self will, you know, like um, I wanted to be the captain of my ship, yeah, you know, instead of Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, Jesus could just difficult. come with you. That's difficult yeah. to break, just yeah. as much as addictions right. and all that, because right. that is a form of addiction. Exactly. You know, addicted to self and the pride. Exactly. It, it was very, and, and like I said earlier, you know, God had to break me down mm-hmm. through, wow. through some, some trials and things like that. And, you know, the Bible says he works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went through some painful times. Um, but they worked together for my good, and I wouldn't be who I am today Facts. if right. I hadn't have gone through those times. Right. Because I had to realize, Steve, you don't have this. <laughs> Steve, you you know you you know like like you know like Steve, you need God. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, um, you need God to be your the the captain, like like that song, Jesus take the wheel. wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had the wheel, and I thought I man, I thought I had the tiger by the tail. I yeah. thought I was doing, you know, I, I had it all together. But sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Yes. We don't know what we could have if we just let Jesus take the wheel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. You know. Yeah, and don't passenger uh, drive. You know. Yeah. Because sometimes you give oh, them the man. wheel, but then you're. Like, you're like, you should have so made a good. lot. You should have made a Oh, I went through that as well. I went, so, <laughs> you know, we, it was we like, gave him the wheel, but then we said, exactly, yeah. exactly. So now I'm 55 years old, wow. okay? And now I know, okay, I'm in the passenger seat and I'm not even going to passenger drive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By now, it's, 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 we call it surrender now, right? Exactly. You're surrendered. I mean, it's like, enjoy the ride. Like now I realize I need Jesus for every breath. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I need Jesus mm-hmm. yeah, that's every dope. day. That's really cool. Okay, so, so awesome. you came back. Yes. I'm going to put you back probably twice. Okay. Because I already thought what, what, what I kind of <laughs> yeah. would like. So you came back, and you're like, hey, Steve, I'm like, sorry, I'm going to put the year in. And yeah. so you're going to go back, and you're going to tell younger Steve mm-hmm. uh, about marriage. Yeah. Right? Out of You've been married for 27 years. Yes. So what advice would you give younger Steve yeah. out of the wisdom? Because, you know, we always say, man, if right. I knew, right. I would do this. Right. So right. what would you tell Steve who didn't know about yeah. marriage, according to the Steve that That's great, 27 years later? What would you question. say? If you're going to have a healthy, happy, fulfilling marriage, pride and selfishness don't work. Mm. You, you better just put that aside right now because it's not about me and, yeah. and I and what I want. It's you are, um, you are, uh, the Bible says when two become married, they become one flesh. Yeah. That's God's vision for marriage that you become, not that you lose your identity. It doesn't mean that. Sure. It yes. just means that you, you work together as one unit. Yeah. And so... You know, you have to put away your pride, your selfishness. You're, you're not going to get your own way all the time. Yeah. Um, you also have to take your your spouse off the potter's wheel. You know, mm. stop trying. God is the potter. That's We're good. not the potter. That's really good. God is the one who, who molds and shapes people, not us. Yeah. And so many times we want to pick apart our spouse and, and try to change them and you know, when we fell in love with them that way in the first place, yeah, yeah, but now we're yeah. married. You and now, picked her. You know, exactly, you know? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. now we're married and we're living together every day, and now we start seeing all their imperfections. Mm. They see ours too. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, but, uh, you know, now we want to try to fix them. Mm. And so I would just say, you know, don't, don't try to fix your spouse. Just love them. 
you know yeah um don't be selfish Really you know, good. be be compromising, and 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 a verse that was read at our wedding that I just love. It's such a simple verse, but a powerful verse. Ephesians four thirty two. It says, "Be kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God has forgiven you in Christ Jesus." And if we'll just do those three simple things, if we'll just be kind, tender hearted, like be tender with one another, you know, and and sensitive. And be quick to forgive one another mm. when we mess up. Come on. Just as God has forgiven us, the, the, those three little things are, are, uh, are grounds for a great marriage. Amen. That's beautiful. Super good. That's beautiful. The next I love book it. is going to be on marriage, Pastor. Hey. Yeah, my next book is going to be on marriage, so I might have to pick your brain a little <laughs> okay. bit. I, I kinda, I'm just very passionate yeah. about just even the how we see love i think we don't see it it's the laying down of a life right like so he lays down our life and and we accept that first because we would not know what love is without him on the cross we wouldn't right we we would just be jacked up but he dies on the cross just so he could give us a physical example of something spiritual right uh, and so when we deny ourselves, you know, that's why it says yes. lay down your life for your right. wife. No greater love than this one who would lay down his life for his friends. And so he has laid his life. So I practice that with the Lord. And I, I love the Lord by the way I love people. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. actually the, the, the physical manifestation mm-hmm. of love. Right. Mm-hmm. But enough about that. Let's put yes. you back in uh, the DeLorean. One, one more time. time. Man, you, you're traveling a lot. Yeah. I've been through you all these years. I like to travel. <laughs> And so I put you back, you know, with everything you've known in ministry, if a person wanted to get into ministry, Mm -hmm. what would you say to that young person that's fired up right now? He's like, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be a pastor. You know, what would you say to that uh, person out of, I want you to go back to that person that started ministry out of all these years. What would you say to that person? Well, that's a great question uh, for me because, as you know, I was an attorney and I didn't come up in in that. I, Absolutely. I wasn't raised in that, so so I was that person. <laughs> and so I would say to that person, first of all, you know, start volunteering mm. in different. In, you know, um, you know, try to do a self evaluation. What am I interested in in ministry? Because there's so many different things you could do in ministry. There's, there's hundreds of different things. So what do you feel like, what do you feel, what's pulling on your heart? Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you have an interest in or a passion in, in ministry? And then go and start volunteering in that area um, because that, that's either going to confirm that, you know, that's your passion, that's your area, or it's going to show you that it's not. (laughs) And so I I think um, volunteering will reveal a whole lot. It'll also teach you a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go to classes They'd read books, but um, experience is the best teacher. Yeah, the really very good. best teacher, like doing it. And so, that's what I would say. Just start, start volunteering. Mm-hmm. Start seeing what you have a passion for. Where, what, what you have an anointing for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then as soon as you, it's kind of like that book, discover your strengths. Yeah, yeah. you know, strengths finder. Yeah. Strength finders. You know, find out what your passion is. What your what your anointing is. What what your area in ministry is and then just start developing that start hanging around people and following people and serving with people that have that anointing mm-hmm. mm. you know That's like really like good. elijah hung out with elijah for years you know just carrying his bags serving alongside of him he wanted he wanted that anointing so he just started hanging out with him yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I love that. I think that. it's so important that you said that because um, we always we always try to flip it, you know, the spiritual and then it, people in corporate or the world is like we're so ready to do that, right? Mm-hmm. People have internships, you know, they go and do <clears throat> community service and all that in, in the world, mm-hmm. but then whenever it comes Residencies to... Residencies and yeah, hospitals. Yeah, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, but then some something happens when you know and they come into the spiritual or, the, or ministry and they're like well i want to start my own you know and mm-hmm. then they they try to skip the serving mm-hmm. part they mm-hmm. skip the volunteering part right. but it's like no this is I, I love what you said it's either going to make confirm it or you know right. <laughs> or establish yeah. that you know what maybe this isn't exactly what you're you're called to do and, yeah and sometimes people are called but they remove the the building of the foundation part right and so and now they're dangerous. really frustrated yeah because yeah. then they're really frustrated right. yeah. and then i feel like it's the blind leading the blind right. You know, right. and um, you know, they and just that happens a lot in a ministry, lot, yeah. a especially lot. especially with with pastors, like senior pastors. You know, a, a lot of times somebody will have an obvious gift for speaking or whatever, yeah. and and a church will promote that person real quickly. <laughs> yeah, and they haven't gone through the preparation season. Mm-hmm. Their their character has not been refined. Mm-hmm. And if talent takes you somewhere where your where your character can't sustain you, right. that's You're setting you up for a fall. Right. Yeah. And so I would tell people don't have a microwave mentality mm-hmm. or a you know fast food mentality where you know absolutely you're, you're just going to roll up and it. put in your order and and man you're off and running. Yeah. You know, be willing to go through the season of preparation because mm-hmm. that's very very important. Okay. Uh, that, that right there is what I'm posting later. Be willing to go through the season of preparation. Yeah. Yep. I just think that that is so important because there's a time for everything. Yeah. Right. Right. Even even then, you just gotta. Con- it's a continual thing, and if you didn't do it in the beginning, you won't continue to do that exact right. thing. Right. Right. And right. it's a continual thing. I feel like at every layer, there's a season to prepare for whatever's coming. There's a right. season to prepare for whatever's coming. That's why he says, "Look at the ant." Right. They're always preparing exactly. for what's coming. Yes. And you never stop that, right? right? You prepare for when kids are coming. You prepare, you know, and I know stuff happens, mm-hmm. you know, where sometimes you got to build the parachute going on the way down. Mm-hmm. But overall, there should be some type of prepping mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. every single season of our life. And I think that's very, very important. And I think that's one of the biggest problems, you know, Pastor Robert Morris would say mm-hmm. that, you know, heresy, people are not uh, reading their Bible in context or they're not really understanding uh, some of these things and they just go out and start teaching whatever they want right and you know then you find about five six people and they're all like yeah but their lives really aren't changing they Mm -hmm. just they just look really great on the outside Mm -hmm. and they go home their marriage is falling apart or just things are not Right. There's right. not the that right. fruit is not bearing exactly. of love, joy, and peace, and patience, right. kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. What winds up happening is that they just have this form of godliness, mm-hmm. but the power is denied. The right. crucifixion of your personal thoughts and your desires, and right. we're all we always always go through that. Sure. I don't feel like there's ever that ending part. Right. But there should be some maturity because if I saw you now at 55, yeah, still spitting up food, mm-hmm. I'd have to think there was a problem. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, the problem, right. like you should right. be eating by now. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of times we just ignore the immaturity of things because of grace, because because mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done it where I just feel the compassion for a person. I'm like, oh, and I just kind of let them continue mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. without really putting that, mm-hmm. that stop it. Because most people, the minute you try to discipline mm-hmm. or you go, hey, mm-hmm. you know, that's wrong, mm-hmm. they, they, they get offended and leave. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you know, maybe they'll change, you know. And like right. three years later, they're still complaining about their life. And sometimes it's our fault because we didn't say something because of the – it's just so right. much – 
in that. There's so <laughs> much to pack into that season of preparation. It's yeah. not just learning about ministry. Mm -hmm. It's honing your character. Yeah. Mm. Allowing God, learning how, like you said, Pastor Juan, learning how to be under authority. Mm -hmm. Learning how not to get offended, not to bow up when somebody corrects you. Mm -hmm. But you're learning so many things, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's critical. Yeah, I think so too. Pastor Steve, I loved having you on the show. Um, I would like, you know, if you could share where they could find you, where they're gonna, you know, the book, when that's coming out, um, where can they find you? Maybe just give them a 20 second word of, of encouragement. Yeah, so um, the book comes out um, January or February of 2023, God Heals. Yep. Um, you can find me. You want me to give them my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where do they find you? Um, uh, my email address is steve at lakewood.cc if you want to drop me a line. But I just nice. want to encourage you that God loves you, you. He loves you just the way you are. He doesn't mm. want to leave you that way. Because he loves you and he wants yeah. you to progress, but he loves you just the way you are. Uh, he loves you passionately. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and I, I want to encourage you that God puts seeds of greatness on the inside of you. He's got a great destiny for you to fulfill. Mm. Thank you so much, Pastor Steve, for being with us. Man, don't forget... Um, we'll probably have him on when the, his book comes out so you can talk a little bit more about his book and where you can find it. Thank you so much, Pastor Steve Austin. You've been an incredible help, an incredible source, and thank you for all you do for the city of Houston. Juan Martinez from This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions the show is rocking amen but not only that not only is the show rocking we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter fire. and some good times and some fire amen. and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap Peace.